0: so Hashem, today we continue within seif aleph uh, of aran twenty one after discussing how rabbi for the first time in his entire life used his ancestral merit it, and pray to Hashemit Bach in the merit of the Bar Shem Tov, his great grandfather, in the merit of his grandmother Adel, and in the merit of um, his grandfather Rabbi Nachman Horadenka. the Rabbanu begs Hashemit Bach to save him and his attendant um, at sea on this very dangerous journey. And after this, after Rabenu prayed, and he didn't mention a single thing, Rabenu saw from very far a very thick and large cloud, and instead of Rabbeinu's tefillah immediately being responded, we see that was attendant even fallen into an even greater fear. Because sometimes from a cloud like this, it's possible that this cloud goes and attaches itself to a certain place in the sea, and tries to draw water from there, creating a certain water sprout or a vortex. And if the boat reaches that place where this vortex is occurring, then the ship will sink and drown over there. How to rectify the problem when this happens? It's a known thing. What was the way to? How did the way to break this vortex? To shoot the cloud, which is causing this vortex in the first place, shoot it with a, a gun or a cannon to break apart the cloud, therefore losing this uh, the strength of this vortex. But on this boat, there wasn't an option for this. It wasn't possible for them to do this because of the fact that they needed to draw the water from the boat because there was a leak. So they needed to continue drawing this water and throwing it off uh, the boat. And they couldn't do both things at the same time. And one trouble was fighting another one. And there was one on top of another, another trouble, but one biting another. Like a wasp and a scorpion. This um That a wasp and a scorpion, whenever you're bit by both of them, they both require uh, different remedies so if you're made by both very difficult to repair because one requires a certain uh, remedy and another one requires a completely different remedy that takes a, a totally different approach so it's very difficult and this is exactly what's happening on the boat one hand the boat is leaking and they, got, they have to get rid of all the water and on the other hand the sailors can't take care of this cloud which is causing this vortex in which the ship is heading in that direction but with God's compassion because of the the tremendous strength of that storm wind that was happening. The ship was traveling really quickly because the wind was pushing in in a really fast um, trajectory. And the ship flew literally through the sea like an arrow flies from a bow. And the boat arrived, the ship arrived at that vortex which the cloud is Drawing this water. And it was like this gate and the mountains surrounding it. And it was as if the the ship just went through that passageway with complete peace. There was no problem whatsoever. And as this was happening, God illuminated their eyes. And Hashem illuminates the eyes of these sailors, these Turkish soldiers. And they found a leak. They found a leak with which, uh, through which the water was entering the boat. They slaughtered a ram on the boat. They took the skin of this ram and they patched this place up on the boat preventing the water from getting through this hole. And they were saved in peace from these great and awesome dangers. All of this took place on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbat. And there was a tremendous happiness, an awesome joy. And Amar Rabbenu Zikron said at that time as Hodul Hashem Bismchadullah Rabbenhu said the Mizmoh of Starting with the words Hodul Hashem, praise God, give thanks to Hashem. And uh, we know chapter one hundred seven of Tayyim, that it's a Hasidic custom to recite this chapter before Minchav Shabbat. And Rabenu brings this up in Aran. number two hundred seventy that said this Mizmor of Hodul Hashem, Erev Shabbat, after all the things that happened to him, he recited it with tremendous happiness. And it's a custom. It's a best of a custom. It's a Hasidic custom to recite Hodul Hashem, Mizmor 107, chapter 107 of Tehillim before Minchav Shabbat. Before Minchav Shabbat, every single Friday afternoon, it's a very big custom to say this. Why? Because if you go to that Mizmor, it explains all the different troubles a person goes through. All the different dangers a person's soul's uh, a person's soul go, can go through, and how a person was saved. David Melch is writing this chapter in this aspect of saving. And Rabenu says in Tichotagan over there, a person can really break his heart, and any person can understand these words because every person goes through these troubles. So when you read this teledim, Rabenu says it's very fitting to read it in a very. Um, um, Arousing manner in a way that your heart is aroused to do teshuvah, to repent, to give thanks to Hashem, to be grateful for everything He does for you, especially all the times He saves us. And uh, we see this custom, and uh, it's a custom of all the lovers of the brothers, ashkenazi, to do this. And from there, the boat traveled through many different places. And all the food that Rabenu had to eat on the boat and his attendant were all from the cook that we mentioned above, the cook that was giving them food every single morning and night, a cup of black coffee. That uh, this cook was continuing to feed them. Because of the fact that he had pity on them. That the, food, the cook would take basically the leftover food from the ship's stores, basically dried bread. And worms were crawling through this bread. It was maggots. and uh, It was disgusting. And Rabbanu attendant would go requesting, seeking out, and spreading out their hands with great submission, like a poor man at a, at a door. And this uh, cook would give them from this dried bread, this moldy bread. And all, this was all they ate. And as it was, um, what do you call it? being. Oh, um, as they were getting aware of the fact that Pesach was approaching, as their hearts were beginning to recognize that Pesach was coming very close, <speaking in Hebrew> and his attendant were in great distress <speaking> in <Hebrew> because they were worrying, "What are we going to do for Pesach?" Pesach—it's <speaking in Hebrew> impossible to fast all the days of the Pesach, and we know that on Pesach you cannot eat bread, only matzah. And as they were worrying about this, the boat, one or two hours after they're worrying about this, arrives at a massive city, a large city, perched on a cliff, on a rocky mountain, in the middle of the sea. It seems like uh, this was one of the the Greek islands, maybe Rhodes, uh, one of the islands of, uh, of Rhodes, or one of something like this, in that area. Uh, the city, they arrived at the city perched on uh, this rocky mountain in the middle of the sea and over there the Turks bought, uh, the Turkish people brought they bought many fruits and uh, for uh, this amount this taler, this currency for this amount of money Rabenu got a uh, uh, they got like a bushel of carobs which was big enough in the in the range of around 3 kilograms that's the measurement of tshedvirt. for this time this is also very good for the moment that we're in right now this is very good <speaking in Hebrew> because we can live all the 8 days of Pesach with just these carobs alone now, if only God can help us to give us the merit to fulfill the mitzvah of eating matzah and to do the four cups of wine on Pesach. So you see, our Rabbanu is staying positive amidst the chaos of this boat ride. And uh, that's where we're going to stop today. We continue um, in section 20. Uh, in uh, section. Uh, Continuing in section 22, uh, starting a new section uh, next podcast.